I wanted to speak today um, about the power of friendship. And so I'm just going to read four very short verses from the Bible. And uh, if you want to track with me, you can. But it might be a little bit difficult to keep up, but I'll do my best to um, keep you on the way. So the first is Proverbs 13, verse 20. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13.20. Then Proverbs 18.24. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And then Proverbs 27.6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And then finally, um, John 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Friendship is one of the like, extraordinary joys of life. And it's kind of key to what it means to be human, really. And in one sense, we were made for friendship. And I've met a number of people over the years who have been annoyed with their friends or fallen out with their friends or who wish they had different friends or they could get rid of some of their friends. But I've never met anyone who didn't want great friendships in their life. We're hardwired to connect and to relate and to find and enjoy friendships. And actually, studies show that friendships have all sorts of positive impacts on your life in terms of your health, in terms of your resilience, in terms of how you thrive through life. And it's almost like at the moment with all the challenges of the last 15 months, friendships have never been more important, but they've never been more tricky to kind of get a hold of because of all the obstacles we've had to having friendship. And um, they're so powerful. Friends multiply joys. They divide sorrows. But there's also a dynamic potential to friendship. Friendships seem to have a unique ability to affect change in our lives and also to shape the kind of trajectory of our lives. It's like finding and forging great friendships is possibly one of the most important skills you'll ever have in life. I'd want just a question for you as we start today. What if the most significant impact of your life isn't an achievement you attain or a position you hold, but a friendship that you forge. Well, the first thing we see in these proverbs is that friendships are not neutral. They're highly influential. Walk with the wise and you become wise. A companion of fools suffers harm. And uh, the company you keep, it kind of crafts your character. The people you spend your time with rub off on you. Their values rub off on you. What they want to do rubs off on you. It kind of has an impact on you. Every friendship in your life is either making you wiser or more foolish. Like, it's either one or the other. Um, you don't have to rank all your friends now. Like, you're like, <laughs> um, but it's having some sort of impact on you. Because every friendship in your life waters some parts of you, brings some parts out of you, and other parts not so much. And that's why sometimes you notice when you're with different friends, like they bring out different parts of your character. And that's always um, really important to note. When I started at uni in this city, uh, I, I wanted to make an impact really quickly. And uh, I, in the first week, 
um, actually the first night, I, I kind of was chatting to a load of guys, and they were the coolest guys in my college, and they're all kind of second and third years, and they were kind of like the cool crew that kind of ran the college, and I think I made them laugh like three times in that first conversation, so they obviously thought I was all right, so they kind of dragged me along with them and went out on this big night out, and, um, and at one point in the evening, I thought, I've made it, like this is I've got into the coolest crew in my college on the first night. This is amazing. And I had a couple of like red flags in my mind, like that was maybe this wasn't such a good thing. Like they were speaking quite unkindly about other people in the college. I thought, oh, that's not great. But they're the coolest guys in the college. You know, so I was just ignoring it. Anyway, I got to bed about three o'clock in the morning, which I don't recommend. And, um, and then at about 7.30 in the morning, there was a big banging on my door. And I came to the door and opened it. And there were all these people in a little huddle around my door looking very serious and very upset and then I looked down and there were seven empty fire extinguishers outside my door and it turned out that this cool crew had um, had had a fire extinguisher fight which you must never do it's illegal please don't do that and then they had um, and then they'd left all the empty fire extinguishers outside my door as some kind of initiation thing to make me feel like part of the gang and um, but the difficulty was all the senior people outside my door didn't quite see it that way and they were kind of saying Stephen this is very serious there are all these fire extinguishers that have been let off outside um, all the evidence points to you and uh, we're going to have to have a proper investigation. There might be serious consequences. And I was like, think. I'd had three hours, four hours sleep. I was like, think. Think, Steve, think. I was like, I can't think. It's too hard to think. So they think. And then I looked at them. I looked at the fire extinguishers, and I said, if you think about it, if I had let off seven fire extinguishers, the last place on earth I would leave them is outside my door you can be sure that of all the people in this college, the person who definitely didn't let off these fire extinguishers is me. And, uh, and they were like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. And in that moment, I knew two things about my life. I knew I should probably become a criminal defense barrister, which I did. And I also knew that I should, um, that I, I should not hang around with these guys. I thought, this is going to end really badly if I hang around with these people. Because if you walk... Um, A companion of fools suffers harm. And I thought, if I keep hanging around with these guys, I'm going to suffer harm. So I kind of looked for other people, people who were still fun and fun to hang out with, but they were real, they were authentic. They weren't trying so hard to be cool that they'd lost all their warmth. And and I found other friends, and they were great friends, and uh, they're still great friends today. Uh, If you walk with the wise, you become wise. One One of the key things in this life is how can I spend time with people who are going to help me grow my character and who have integrity that I admire. Um, but it's quite hard, isn't it? Because in an age of social media, we know more people than ever before. Um, and yet we know them perhaps less well than ever before. So how do we find and forge great friendships? Well, it's, the, the proverb says... A companion, um, person with many companions, but there's a there's a, a friend who sticks closer than the brother. Unreliable friends, person with unreliable friends comes to ruin. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother, and I think this is what you find with friendship because sticks close. What does that mean that there's a friend who sticks close to a brother? When you think about it, when you've got an enemy, you tend to face them and you stand. 
careful, you stand quite far away because you're like, you need to make sure they're not going to do something to harm your interest. So you stand quite far away and you face them. Now, if there's someone you're interested in romantically, then you tend to face them and you stand quite close to them. Um, and if there was someone you, you wanted to go out with, then you might say something like this. You might say, like, you know, I like you. Um, and they, they might, fishing for compliments, they might say, why? And you might say, because you're beautiful. And they'd be like, really? You'd be like, yeah, this is kind of how it works. I'll give you tips. And, um, and, but you're facing them. But the thing is, it doesn't really work that way in friendship. Because if you want to find a great friend, it doesn't really work if you go up to them and you say, I really like you quite like to be your friend. And they'll be like, why? <laughs> I don't know. I just think you'd be a nice friend. Got to be your friend. And sometimes that works, but it doesn't always work. And um, so you kind of, you, friendships are often formed side by side. So one of our hopes about this service is that as people are kind of serving together, as people are growing in their giftings together, as people are stepping out of their comfort zone together, side by side, these dynamic, exciting friendships can forge. Because actually friendships often, the best friendships kind of happen almost by accident. It's not so much, I want you to be my friend. Oh, will you be my friend? Yeah, you can be my friend. Now we're going to be friends forever. Sometimes that happens that way, but rarely. More often than not, it's like, oh, we both love football, and suddenly we're friends. Or actually, we're both really excited about the same thing. And oh, suddenly we've kind of forged this friendship without even realizing it. Some of the most significant friendships in life almost happen by accident. And they happen side by side. It's as you're doing something together, as you're going on a journey together, as you're adventuring together, as you're kind of being part of the youth service together, as you're going to reality together, these friendships kind of forge. So friendships happen side by side. And they're so valuable because once you have a friend and they're close, then you can trust them to really help you grow. And that's why the proverb says, um, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. The truth is that you need some people in your life who you trust enough to tell you some things you don't want to hear. Um, you need some people who tr trust you to tell you what you don't want to hear. Not just to point out your faults, because that's what your exes are for, um, but, but people who actually are, are kind, who really care about you, who want you to win, are really for you, but, but are actually prepared to tell you stuff that you don't always want to hear. Um, wounds from a friend feel cruel, but they're kind. Kisses from an enemy feel kind, but they're cruel, because they hide your faults from you. There's plenty of people who'll be nice to your face and criticize you behind your back, what you need in life is people who will confront you to your face and defend you to the hilt behind your back. And if you get people like that, it's worth more than precious gems. Because generally speaking, how people speak about others to you is how they speak about you to others. So you want some people who are prepared to tell you what they actually think, but do so in a way that you can hear it because you know they're really for you and they're sticking close to you and they're in it for the long haul. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. And the thing is, when you have a friend that's sticking close, then all sorts of exciting things can flow from it because there's kind of a, you can kind of show a bit more of yourself because you trust them. So, as you'll know, um, Tolkien, who wrote The Lord of the Rings, said of C.S. Lewis, he was for long my only audience. Only through him did I ever get the idea that my stuff could be more than a private hobby. But for his interest and unceasing eagerness for more, I should never have finished 
the Lord of the Rings. If you have a great friend, then they'll cheer you on. They'll let you know what they really think. And actually, that's an incredibly creative space in which things can take shape and new ideas can form and new initiatives can be birthed. So how do we find the power for great friendships? How do we forge and keep great friendships when, you know, we maybe move to university or we move here or we change school or or we're suddenly busy on different days of the week? How do we keep those great friendships when life gets busy? Well, you know, we... In in John 15, Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends, that you're willing to lay down your life for your friends. And I find that an extraordinary thing for Jesus to say, because that that means that he, Jesus laid down his life for you, um, even called you a friend before you were even aware who he was. Like Jesus was prepared to pay any price, bear any cost, to win you as a friend before you'd even taken a step towards him. And before you knew anything about Jesus, he treated you as a great friend. That's one of the keys to friendship. It's not very helpful if you go around saying, you're a rubbish friend, you're a rubbish friend, I want a new one, you're not wise, I'm getting rid of you, <laughs> you don't stick close enough, I'm, you're flakier than a croissant, I'm getting rid of you. You know, you're kind of, that, that doesn't work so well. The way to find great friends is to be a great friend. But where do you find the power to be a great friend if you don't feel you already have great friends? Because before you knew anything about Jesus, He treated you like a great friend. Jesus was prepared to stick close to you, closer than anyone else. He was so close, he was prepared to take all your sin and all your shame in his body so that it wouldn't get away in the way of your friendship with God, your friendship with others. He didn't just confront you, didn't cause you wounds by giving you robust feedback. He bore wounds for you. He was prepared to lose friendship with God, which he'd had since before all time, to find friendship with you. And all that before you knew him. You see, you weren't just saved from something. You were saved for something. And the something you were saved for, actually, is friendship. And when you see that, when you see Jesus came to make you his friend, it electrifies your soul. It reanimates your spirit. It brings you alive in a new way because you realize he was there before creation. And yet he was in this extraordinary relationship with the Father and the Spirit before all time. And yet he came to make you his friend. He wanted that that much. For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, scorning its shame. What was the joy set before him? What was the only thing he didn't have before the foundation of time? You. Friendship with you. That was why he came. And when you see that, when you glimpse it, then you suddenly realize that you have the greatest friend you could ever hope for available to you right now. And as you experience the friendship of Jesus, it empowers and enables you to take risks on all your other friends and be bold and actually ask God to give you good friends and invest in your friendships and see them come to shape you and your life together um, as you seek to follow Jesus. And then just think what could happen as those friendships 
between us start to emerge as we start to say, actually, no, we're passionate about this too. Yeah, no, we really want to go after Jesus too. Yeah, no, we, we really want this to be the center of our lives too. And actually, we can encourage each other in that. We can support each other in that together. As we do that, just think how attractive that might be to the people around us who are longing deep down. Some of the people you know at school, at, at college, at university, in your workplace, um, you know, you might have a very difficult boss, you might be a difficult boss. Um, you know, some of the people we know who, who are finding life hardest, deep down, long for friendship. Deep down, long to know what's being described here. And as they see that on you, just think what a difference it might make in the months and years ahead.